New York's talk station with the king of New York, Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. I'd like to be able to, anyway, I'm, my mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. Lose track. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? What the hell's going on here? Where the hell are you? My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell is talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank Ladies and gentlemen. The lunchtime edition here at WABC following uh, O'Reilly's 15-minute update. To rip and read, commentary, no calls, please. Save it for the weekends when it's all Curtis all the time. But notice, here's Joe Biden, and they wheeled him out one last time yesterday to give out some um, Halloween treats to trick-or-treaters. Later on, you're going to hear the sad story of the Sliwa household. Oh, my God. You do not want to miss this. You do not want to miss this. So as soon as uh, Joe Biden and his wife gave out some uh, candies to some kids, immediately he was put into storage in the basement. You will not probably see Joe Biden the rest of the way towards November 8th. And the SOS has gone out. We need Barack Hussein Obama. We need him. Get rid of Joe Biden. He is a weight around every Democrat. Oh, and like the Mashiach, the Messiah. He's back. Barack Obama in all his glory as he crisscrosses the country. In the minds of the Democrats... Oh, they're saying to themselves, if only Barack could be president for life. He's so smooth. He was in Michigan. He was in Wisconsin. And now, for the first time, you're going to hear it inside information that nobody else has. Lou, the Democrats here in the city of New York have pushed a panic button. They cannot get out their black vote. You know, they tried it with Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan, with black elected officials in Rochdale Village, with Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb on Sunday. They got no play. So they have put out an SOS for the two black presidents who have served in the United States. They want Barack working the projects, and they want the first black president, Bill Clinton, not Hillary. They want Bill Clinton working black neighborhoods throughout the four boroughs. They know they're going to lose Staten Island. They don't want to waste their time. So now this is the SOS from the Democratic conchos who have said Eric Adams cannot deliver on the black vote for Kathy Crying Wave Holcomb. They have a crush on Obama. They want Obama. But how many places can Barack Obama be at one time? They need him from coast to coast, north to south. In fact, even Anthony Weiner, who was here doing his weekly podcast, looked at me and he goes, oh, isn't Barack Obama so smooth, so good? Yeah, that's the past. This is the here and now. So you're hearing it first on the um, the noontime Curtis Lee edition that uh, President Joe Biden is being put into the basement in storage. Uh, you'll barely see him between now and November 8th. It's all negatives for all Democrats who have to run. On his uh, two years. 
They are bringing out Barack Obama. They want him desperately in New York City. And they put the SOS call to the Love Shack in Chappaqua, the whitest suburb in America, not to Hillary Rodham Clinton, to Bill Clinton, who is still beloved by African-Americans, especially the African-Americans who vote, which are women 55 plus. So potentially what may happen because they crunch in the numbers and they realize they can't get out a black vote in New York City. Without a black vote, Lee Zeldin is the next uh, governor of the state of New York. So they have tried knocking on doors. The unions are doing whatever they can. TWU Local 100, which has the largest African-American West Indian membership. They're not getting any passion. They're not getting any electricity. Oh, 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 oh man. It's it's bad, Lou. They need uh, they need the uh, the twins, Barack Obama and Bill Clinton, not Hillary. Hillary will be out there in the suburbs trying to get white women to vote for Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. But if all of a sudden you see crisscrossing in the last seventy two hours before November eighth, the public housing projects and the predominantly black. And West Indian Caribbean neighborhoods of Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx, and Manhattan. Uh, the leader of the pack will be Barack Obama. And secondary to him will be Bill Clinton. Uh, they haven't yet made the arrangements because Barack Obama has been promised to so many other races that are up for grabs around the country. So you get your update. Now let's go to uh, California, to San Francisco. Uh, where all of a sudden, not only will there be a series of indictments put on the head of DePepe today for uh, the attempted kidnapping, uh, potential assault, uh, murder, God, they're going to hit him with everything, uh, as um, he will be arraigned in court. But there's been information that came out from the Department of Justice, not the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Bay Area, no, 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 out of Washington itself which is very confusing. First off, let's go back to the audio tape. Because on Friday night, the police commissioner of San Francisco indicated that there was a third person in that house. I heard it. Everyone heard it. Greg Kelly has played that tape repeatedly on the show that follows ours. One, two, three. He's done a magnificent job covering this uh, this uh, subject matter. From 1 to 3 and then on his Newsmax show. Nobody has done it better than Greg Kelly. And uh, Chuck Todd uh, actually ran with that story on Sunday morning on his national NBC show. Let's, in fact, go back to that audio tape. And there seems to be a hint that there was a third person in the house. You've got some new details on that as well, Tom. What can you tell us? Well, that's correct, Chuck. So it, the police chief came out and did a press conference later on Friday when, when most people had uh, uh, already started to go to bed on the East Coast. And, and in that press conference, uh, he stated that there was a third person inside the house that opened the door for police when they were called to that house. And that's when they saw the struggle over the hammer between uh, DePepe and Pelosi. And then DePepe, according to police, uh, struck Pelosi in the head. So exit stage left the police commissioner because uh, Dave Lawn did that, and he said there was no third person. You're not going to hear from the police commissioner. It's now the new San Francisco County prosecutor who uh, replaced Boudin because he was recalled. Uh, Boudin was ultra-radical. This woman replacing him is just plain old radical. 
And she's giving the new talking points, which is, no, 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 no. There was no third person uh, in the mansion, the uh, Pelosi mansion. Then in reference to the 911 San Francisco Police Department dispatcher, who uh, had this to say. Harvey stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. Harvey stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. That he is a friend and that his name is David. All right, maybe uh, the old guy, the old codger at 82 Pelosi was a little confused. Uh, But now the prosecutor has walked that back and said they didn't know one another. Lou, that they were like uh, strangers in the night. We actually learn more, though, from the Department of Justice uh, indictment. They're coming in. It's like dual indictment. So you have the San Francisco County prosecutor uh, unsealing her indictments today in uh, county court. And then you have the federal government, which may supersede her indictment with the same charges, but with more nuances than her charges. For instance, uh, did you know, uh, Lou, that apparently there was a private security officer in a car parked right in front of another residence right next door doing security? He claims that he saw a guy dressed all in black with a black hoodie and a uh, backpack approaching the Pelosi residence, but said nothing. Uh, That's sort of odd. You're a private security guy, right? Your job is specifically to guard another mansion on that block, which is right next door. You actually see this guy, who had to be DePepe, we think, uh, coming up to the Pelosi uh, residence, the Palazzia there, looking very suspicious, right? Black hoodie, black mask black garb on, and a uh, backpack, and you do nothing. That's number one. It doesn't make sense. Number two, they claim that the the Pepe had a hammer uh, in his backpack. He had zip ties, and he had tape. And he breaks uh, through a glass door and walks upstairs where Mr. Pelosi is sleeping. No security whatsoever. Now, we know there has to be film of this. I cannot... For the like of me, or no, I think any of you except the fact that there are not cameras on the grounds of the Pelosi estate or right outside. I mean, look, the mansion next to Pelosi's had a private security guard in a car keeping an eye on that spot. And yet no security whatsoever at the Pelosi residence. Very, very suspicious. Okay, leave it at that. So he breaks in with a hammer. He walks upstairs. Pelosi is sleeping. He wakes up Mr. Pelosi, and he goes, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? And Mr. Pelosi says she's not here. Now, this is in the Department of Justice transcript. Now, Lou, imagine this. This proves to you this guy is a Fruit Loop trooper. He is definitely out on a different planet. Uh, we're not talking a... Um, a major uh, criminal here of uh, renowned, uh, or one who was involved. What was that film? Ocean Eleven, right? With Brad Pitt, right? You know, like well planned out. He tells Mr. Pelosi, "I'm going to have to tie up your wrists with the ziplocks because I'm so tired from having carried all these items in my backpack that I'm going to take a nap until your wife returns." Yeah, the guy was going to fall asleep. While Mr. Pelosi was tied up with the zip ties. And he was so tired from having schlepped all this material after breaking into the house. This reminds me, Lou, how many times 
somebody comes home and they see that their house has been uh, home invaded and somebody's sleeping on their Castro convertible having made themselves a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you say, why didn't you just leave? Why did you fall asleep? Oh, I was so tired from breaking in. So <laughs> anyway, Mr. Pelosi then says, okay, before you tie me up, I got to go to the bathroom. You know, I'm 82 years old. You know, my prostate is a little swollen. Okay, he goes to the bathroom, and then supposedly with uh, Navajo Indian code language, he communicates on 911, and they figure out it's time to do a wellness check, that this guy may be a little mashug, who knows, dementia, whatever. They show up at the house, and that all of a sudden, it's actually two. They claim that somebody opened the door. They're not saying who. We would be able to tell if we could see the video cam. The San Francisco Police Department, uh, the prosecutor's office, they do admit that the video cams were on. They have police video. You would think that they would release that. Maybe uh, after today's hearing when they hit this guy, DePepe, this Fruit Loop Trooper, this nut job, this drug addict, this freakazoid with every uh, charge in the world other than murder. Uh, we'll finally see something. But to this day, we haven't seen anything. And this is not, uh, I mean, we're not talking a professional B&E guy here at all. So the cops then say, they look at Mr. Pelosi and they look at the Pepe and they're holding one hammer. And as they enter into the domicile, that's when the Pepe takes the hammer, lock, stock, and barrel, and clocks Mr. DePo- uh, Pelosi. He collapses on the ground. The cops tackle the Pepe, they put him in handcuffs, they take both to uh, the Zuckerberg Hospital in downtown San Francisco, where then ultimately Pelosi has uh, uh, skull fracture surgery and surgery on his arm. Thankfully, he is recovering nicely. He has already given testimony of what transpired to the police and to the prosecutor's office. Nancy came to his side, we're not sure if it was a day or two days later, But anyway, they're trying to wrap this up and put it all on Trump supporters and MAGA supporters, even though there's all this other evidence that he was living in a bus outside of the hippie nudist commune in Berkeley, where the Queen Bee is doing time in a female correctional state facility that her name is Gypsy, uh, because she tried to kidnap a 14-year-old boy outside of Berkeley High School. And she has done a jailhouse interview, and she said, hey, he was liberal progressive like the rest of us, supported Black Lives Matter, gay liberation, and yes, Nancy Pelosi herself. To be continued. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa, Talk Radio 77, WABC. Survival in the city epitomizes what's happening in our subways, our streets, our parks, our schools. The total anarchy, chaos, and crime epidemic that has gripped our city. And uh, this is the one issue that uh, Lee Zeldin is attempting to ride on. And it's uh, he's being very effective in the polls and neck and neck. 
which indicates uh, when Republicans are neck and neck, it's usually not the best sampling because a lot of Republicans, they just don't respond. But independents are breaking Lee Zeldin's way, and it's all because crime has become the number one subject of this gubernatorial campaign, followed by uh, inflation. And then you have democracy under threat, January 6th, and then you have the abortion issue. So um, what was at one time reversed when threats to democracy was rated number one by those that were solicited in statewide polls and abortion number two, crime was like down at number five. It's been turned upside down and all around so that if Lee Zeldin, um, and I'm doing everything I can to get him elected governor, as I hope all of you do, uh, if he gets elected, he has uh, only Eric Adams to thank, who, because we are the media capital of the world, of America, obviously of the state of New York, the first five stories every night are about crime, crime, and more crime. Thanks uh, to Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, who has actually left the city of New York in 10 months as mayor, make that 11 now, in worse shape. Then Bill de Blasio had it crime-wise with public safety in eight years as a mayor who single-handedly destroyed the city that we love. So let's go to what Eric Adams is saying on a regular basis, no matter where he goes, as he tries to tell all of us who ride the subways, walk the streets, that it is our presumption of crime, our perception of crime. We have a safe subway system. Transit police officers, they have done their job. What we must do is remove the perception of fear. Cases like this aggravates the perception of fear. Uh, When you see homeless individuals with mental health issues not being attended to and given the proper services, that add to the perception of fear. And so what our battle is in the subway system is fighting the perception of fear. Yeah, yeah, nobody buys that. If it was perception, why are you... uh giving uh, cops that I still don't see in the subway uh, overtime in order to flood the subway. I don't know where these cops are, but they're not there. It's all camouflage. And by the way, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, I'm going to post it uh, later today, Lou, in order to prove that it's just the perception of fear, was playing a guitar on, I believe it was the number four train. He was sitting there on a crate playing a guitar that he had borrowed from uh, some street musician or subway musician trying to claim that, oh, no, everything's safe and secure. Bullfeathers, bullfeathers. So that hasn't worked. So his partner in all of this is Kathy Crimewave Holcomb, and we saw her in that uh, New York One debate against Congressman Lee Zeldin, in which she said something that just indicated how out of touch she totally is with the crime issue. This governor, who still, to this moment, we're at, what are we, halfway through the debate? She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change we made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important to you. I don't know why that's so important to you. Could I hear that again, Lou? I don't know why that's so important to you. Yeah, one more time, please. I don't know why that's so important to you. Uh, like Kathy... Uh, When you look at Congressman Zeldin, he was a victim of a crime in Monroe County as he was doing a campaign stop outside of the VFW Lodge when that emotionally disturbed veteran came at him and tried to slit his throat. You you think maybe it's important to him, or more importantly, uh, right before Columbus Day, on that Sunday, 
while he was at the Columbus Day Parade with his family in Morris Park in the Bronx, his two daughters were downstairs at their beautiful home in Shirley, a bucolic neighborhood. We're not talking, hey, Lou, we're not talking Mastic uh, Beach, Shirley. Hey, that's, that's a little rough. We're talking Shirley itself. And it was a drive-by shooting outside by Bloods in which bullets went through their door. And luckily, his two daughters ran upstairs, locked themselves in the bathroom, and called mom and dad and put out an SOS. Help, help, help. Uh, can I hear that Kathy Hochul thing one more time? Why is it important to him? I don't know why that's so important to you. Because he has personally felt the effects of crime, unlike you, Kathy Crime Wave Hochul, who was followed by 50, count them, 50 state police officers who were assigned to her detail, or Eric Adams, the swagger man who, remember, promised, I'm not going to have a police detail when I'm elected mayor. That lasted all the one day on that J-train ride from Kosciuszko to City Hall, in which he was flummoxed. He was, he, you could see there was fear in his eyes. He had no security, only reporters. And every day thereafter, he had 10 or more who rolled with him strong, including his brother Bernard that they brought up from Virginia Commonwealth uh, College where he was parking cars, a former NYPD cop. And he said he had to have him uh, leaving the detail, the police detail, to protect him from white supremacists, uh, from crazy white people. Yeah, yeah, that's the number one concern. Okay, so put that aside. That has not flown well. She decided on Sunday to double down with who? Al Slim, Shady Sharpton, best friends with Alvin Bragg, the the Manhattan prosecutor who loves to turn those criminals loose, you know, who was sanctified, who was anointed, who was given absolution by his mentor, Al Slim, Shady Sharpton. Here's Kathy Crime Wave Hochul talking about this is all a conspiracy. These are master manipulators. They have this conspiracy going all across America to try and convince people that in democratic states they're not as safe. Well, guess what? They're also not only election deniers, they're data deniers. The data shows that shootings and murders are down in our state by 15 percent, even in New York City, down 20 percent on Long Island, where Lee Zeldin comes from. And it's the, it's the, it's the Republican states where they have almost no restrictions on guns, Because of the abundance of guns, people are killing each other with more frequency. The safer places are the Democratic states. (laughs) Chicago overnight, 14 shot, three children. We could go on and on. This woman, you think she's using acid? I mean, seriously, Phil, you're, you're, you're like a deadhead. Come on, Phil. You think she's using acid? I mean, dropping some serious acid from the days of Dr. Timothy Leary. Come on. Where the hell did she get that crap from? And she thinks that average everyday people are not going to revolt against that message. You're actually safer here than you are in Florida, a red state. No, you're not. Sorry, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. And if you notice down in Georgia, Herschel Walker, who is campaigning against Warnock, it's neck and neck, is actually now campaigning against Stacey Abrams, who is into defunding the police. He has done a pivot and shift and says, hey, I'm going to campaign against her, and I'm going to tie Warnock right to Stacey Abrams. Brilliant. Brilliant, which will probably guarantee him victory. But I digress. Now, let's take the case of a 78-year-old man who has never been victimized on the subway before, frequent subway user through the 70s, the 80s, the early 90s, when it was chaotic. We all agree on that. 
He was attacked by a man and a woman who repeatedly punched and kicked him on a number one train, leaving 96th Street, going down to 72nd Street. He was going to his gardening class. And the guy, you've seen the picture already, he's got uh, the red schmata on his head. Lou, he's a blood. He's a blood. And this woman, uh, the guy goes, could you turn your radio down, right? Turn your radio down. The guy goes crazy, right? And he just starts pummeling this 78-year-old guy. Nobody intervenes, right, because they're all too busy filming it on their smartphones and iPhones. Real brave, guys. And then the woman comes in. It's almost like they double-teamed the poor guy. They almost leave him for dead. I want you to hear this guy and see if it's his perception of crime. Better not say anything anymore to anybody because you never know. He started punching me in my head. He would not stop. I never saw so much blood. People were slipping on the floor from the blood. And he said he thought he would die. I literally thought I was going to die the first time in my life. I thought the guy was going to kill me. Then, remember, we were told that the cavalry was to the rescue last Friday. Special duties of police officers flooding uh, the subway system, you know, doing double time, triple time, extra overtime. I haven't seen one. And I'm in the subways all the time. I don't know where they are. But apparently this old timer hasn't seen them either. There was no officers. There was no, uh, there was no cameras on that train. They were going to have cameras. They're not, no, it's not working. And this guy is not a super law and order guy. Neighbors who know him say, hey, they think he's a Democrat. Uh, they don't think he's a Trumper or a MAGA person. But, boy, he wants to lock this guy up and throw away the key. The guy, they, what he did to me, he should be in jail the rest of his life. If he's released, I'll be scared to death. Ah, but there is a good chance, believe it or not, you've seen the video go viral, that he will be released tomorrow. Uh, uh, let the victim explain this situation. Remember, this Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, friend of the criminals. Turn him loose, Alvin Bragg. It's not coming to the rescue of this uh, 78-year-old victim, that's for sure. He committed another crime in Brooklyn. Uh, and so uh, they called me to tell me I have to go to court Wednesday. And if I don't go, he'll be released from jail. Just like that. Just like that. And you know this blood is going to have other bloods there, you know, on the peanut gallery, eye-fornicating, mad-dogging, anybody that is there, like in the case of this victim. And then finally, he says he's worried about everybody else, all of you out there who have to take the subway. I'm just so worried about everyone, and I just hope that they're really careful and maybe not say or even look at anybody anymore. Because anything can spark something off. So let me get this straight. It's the perception of crime, according to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. He himself said, don't keep your earbuds in your ears. You know, don't be looking at your cell phone, your iPhone. Keep it put away, right? Because it's just your perception. And here's this victim, 78-year-old victim, who was saying, hey, don't look, don't speak in anyone. Lou, this sounds like what we used to have to do right in the 80s. In the age of crack cocaine, huh? But it's our perception of fear, and as Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb says, it's a conspiracy to try to tell you that red states are safer than blue states. But, oh, we're not finished with that. <laughs> we're not finished with that. The corruption of Eric Adams' administration continues. Uh, he has thoughts of going to the White House.
I mean, he said he's the new Fotch face of the Democratic Party. I have said he'll be lucky if he doesn't go to the big house in chains and shackles. His main guy, his deputy mayor in charge of public safety, right? Remember, unindicted co-conspirator and uh, definitely a confidential informant. That's how he avoided jail with police corruption years ago. Phil Banks. You know, the uh, private security guards, Lou, who have been hired by the MTA for millions of dollars to try to stop fair evasion, and they're doing nothing. One of those companies, Phil Banks' company. How the hell are you the deputy mayor for public safety, and you're getting wine-dined in pocket line by the MTA to provide public security uh, officers, private security officers at turnstiles? Uh, man, it is corruption central. And then to Sid Rosenberg, Lou, can you convey this to Sid Rosenberg? Because, you know, he won't talk to me any longer. I noticed he didn't have me on Thursday. Typically, you know, you would hear me 7.05 Thursday mornings. Now I'm a person of no consequence because I'm drilling down at him. His very dear friend, Arthur Idala, right? They both went to poly prep day school. What kind of a high school uh, is called poly prep day school, right? It's not for macho maniacal guys. But both of them are proud graduates. And they've been friends for life. And I've been telling you that in the background that Arthur Idala, this attorney, has been trying to negotiate a sit-down between Eric Adams and our own Sid Rosenberg to make nice, you know, so that, so that Sid lays off of them. I was pounding away every Thursday morning. All of a sudden, Lou, oh, I'm not on the schedule, right, Phil? All of a sudden, oh, no, Curtis. And this is the latest of what Arthur Idala has done. As you know, everybody knows that Harvey Weinstein was the perv of all pervs, rapist. I mean, the worst, right? He got convicted on all charges in New York. He's now up on those same charges, different women in Los Angeles. The perv of all pervs. And who was his attorney? Arthur Idala, right? You know, like Judas, 30 pieces of silver. He'll defend anybody. And at one point, Idala demanded that the sitting judge recuse himself from the case, a guy named Burke, and Burke quickly denied Idala's request. But Idala said to himself, Lou, I'll fix you, my little pretty, because I'm friends with Frank Caron, the crooked chief of staff of Eric Adams. And Frank Caron picks the judges who will be re-upped in terms of their bench duty. And Frank Caron, like Julius Caesar, has gone thumbs down and said that we will not have Burke serve any longer. Criminal court judge James Burke, his term is up, 2022, he's out. Because my very dear friend, Arthur Idala, who supported Bill de Blasio with Carone, who supports Eric Adams with Carone, has said, that's it, he's got to go. What an outrage. This is corruption central. Not only do we have all the crime in the streets, but the corruption at City Hall is going to lead to whether it's Carone or Phil Banks or even Eric Adams himself, not going to the White House, but going to the big house in chains and shackles. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Uh, so yesterday was Halloween. Our news director, Noam Layden, was dressed up like Curtis Lee and Red Beret. 
Red Satin Jacket and festooned with 18 pictures of cats all over the Red Satin Jacket, Lou, as he was styling and profiling up and down the hallways here at WABC. I said, oh, oh brave guy, I know him. How about patrolling the trains, right? There's only a perception of fear. He said, no, 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 it's quite all right. <laughs> and my wife, Nancy, she loves Halloween. It is her favorite, favorite holiday of all time. She looks forward to it. Even last year when I was running for mayor, the kitty poos were coming to the door. Nancy couldn't wait to give them the Snickers bars, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, uh, and the Kit Kats. All good stuff. No candy corns. No apples. You know, that's the stuff we didn't want when we were kids. So yesterday, nice weather at night. It didn't rain as was expected. All the cats were out on the ledge of the windows that were open. And actually, there are iron bars. So they're all out there. And Nancy has positioned Lou. All these Snicker bars, these Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Kit Kats, all in bowls so the kids can see it as they pass by. And there were a lot of kids on our block going trick-or-treating. And Nancy could not understand the kids were stopping in front of the apartment. They were looking at all of our cats that were out there right on the ledge, right next to the bowls of all the candy that they want. And they were saying to their mommies and daddies, Can we knock on that door? You know what they said, Lou? Nah. They support Lee Zeldin. You can't do that. You can't show any favoritism to Lee Zeldin. Not one. Not one kid came up and got. Now, again, this is the best stuff. Snickers bars, Reese's peanut butters, Kit Kats. We used to die for this on Halloween. You remember the old women that give us little candy corns and a paper towel, you know, with a rubber band around it? Yeah. Or give us an apple, and we would tell our parents, no, we don't want the apple. They might have hidden a, a straight-edge razor in there, right? And they threw that apple away. Not one. It's devastated my wife. She is actually traumatized. Uh the women in the neighborhood, when they get together with Nancy, they're like yentas. So probably tell her, you know, if you want to really have a great Halloween next year and give away candy to our kids, why don't you just divorce this guy, right? Kick him to the curb. All right, Upper West Side. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and then you come to my door. You want me to have guardian angel patrols in the neighborhood because of all the crime. And you know what I tell you? Did you support Eric Adams? Yes. Did you support Alvin Bragg? Yes. Well, guess what? Suffer. You get no guardian angels. You probably love it, right? No, we don't go outside. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, over the weekend, I scored the highest ratings ever. Overnight radio, the other side of midnight, back to back, belly to belly. And as a result, everybody has woken up and said, wow, Curtis has quite an audience here at WABC. You would think after 35 years, right? Trinity Rehab, who has been with me through thick and thin is now sponsoring all the content that I'm putting out here at WABC. It's uh, given me a digital home. That's right. Every one of my on-air shows podcasted, the Curtis Lee Sliwa News Network video podcast and my social media posts can be found at wabcradio.com slash Curtis. That's wabcradio.com slash Curtis. So if you miss me, On the radio, you've got no need to worry. Thanks to Trinity Rehab, I now have a digital home at wabcradio.com 
slash Curtis. So no matter what Sid Rosenberg tries to do to me, marginalize me, Sid, you can't do that because I'm going to be on your case. Up next, great. Oh, Greg Kelly's been all over this Pelosi situation.